You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast. This is a Dragon Ball Manga Reading Club episode, and we'll be going through Chapter 11, or Tale Number 11. And I say we, but it's really just me, myself, and I, because Clay is down and out this week, so I'm carrying on. The show must go on. And pretty big episode here because I have a big announcement, but also... We will have our first Dragon Ball-specific email that we'll get to in just a moment. First, the big announcement. The big announcement is something that goes for all of the reading clubs. All the reading clubs here on the Weird Science Manga and Anime podcast feed are actually going to be leaving the feed, and they're each going to have their own individual feeds. A lot of feed being mentioned here, but... It's going to allow each of the reading clubs to have their own podcast, their own separate deal. You won't have to root through all the other shows and whatnot to get to maybe the couple that you listen to. Even if you listen to them all, I would hope that you would go and subscribe to the new feeds. And they're already up. I'm going to continue doing the shows on the new feeds, but also on this main one for the next couple weeks. I think we'll go through this week and then we'll go through next week so that we could let everybody know and everybody can, you know, go and subscribe to the ones that they want. But it's one of those things where you kind of want your podcast to have its own little space. You want it to, if it does get popular, you want it to get popular for its own thing and not just be lumped into uh, a big conglomerate of things. I mean, I I realize when people laughed at us when we said we were going to have a podcast for every day, a day for every podcast deal, We wanted to do it anyway, even if it is kind of silly, but it does get crowded. It does go. And and they were actually making fun of me and Luke saying that we wouldn't be able to do it because of the work that needed to be done. That's the easy part. The the hard part is to get things noticed really by people. That's why we always ask people to rate and review. That helps out as well. So I'll throw that in. But before we get to the regular show and the mail. Uh, also go over and just to remind everybody everything else is going to stay the same and we're still going to have the manga monday show each monday on this feed as well and just as a little tidbit this does open up the feed for maybe some other things going on and again i know that i've said feed over and over if that was the magic word we would all be rich but also go over to Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us, we'll follow you back. And then go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science Manga to get early access to a, a bunch. I think it still is nine episodes of the Manga Monday show, as well as early access that we're working on for the reading clubs themselves. All that stays the same. And so with all of that, let's get on to the Dragon Ball and the mail. And if you want to email us about any of the clubs maybe the dragon ball maybe something else just email us at weird science manga at gmail.com and you can put the specific deal hey this is for dragon ball this is for jujitsu kaisen whatever down the line now i say all this stuff all these links and all the confusing things i've said will all be in the show notes of this and every podcast going forward and you'll have a camp site bio link you hit that and it'll give you links to all the stuff. It's easy enough, but we'll figure it out. We have a couple weeks to get everything sorted out and whatnot. 
that's why I wanted to continue doing it on both so people can ease on down the road. But we're going to go to the emailers from Animalix, friend of the show, who has Dragon Ball facts about the author. Says, hey, Jim and Clay. I, I would say Clay's probably listening. So hello, Clay. I'll say hello with Animalix. Just want to give you a history lesson about Toriyama Sensei, the author of Dragon Ball. A big misconception about manga is that they're all drawn by one person, and that's simply not true. They have assistants who help ink draw backgrounds, sometimes in rare cases draw characters. And I ended up, and I told Luke, I saw a cooking show, I believe it was, and in the cooking show, they actually were hanging out with some big mangaka who had like six assistants, and this guy... I, I wish I could remember any of the particulars, but they were really, really nice to the assistants. Hopefully it wasn't just because there were cameras on him. But however, Toriyama's case is one where that was actually true. He actually did draw it all. He famously drew most of Dragon Ball by himself from his own home. His editor would drive out to the countryside to meet with him. The only person who helped him was his wife. Actually came up uh, Dragon Ball while watching Jackie Chan movies, which I love old Jackie Chan movies, and if it was something like a Drunken Master 2, then I'm giving the thumbs up, because that was awesome. And the the fight with the Hatchet Gang, the Axe Gang, in Drunken Master 2 is maybe, I think, the best fight on film when he was in his living room drawing. Back to that, he was watching Jackie Chan movies. Maybe he was, like, watching Armor of the Gods or something like that. Nowadays, manga artists who work for Jump move to Tokyo to get their own studio, and I, I I would guess in the idea where his editor, who then had to drive out to the countryside, probably was a nice thing. Probably didn't complain too much. Probably complained to people back at the main office, right? They're there, oh, man, I got to go see Turiyama again. I got to go all the way out to the boondocks. He's probably smiling inside. He's like, thank God. I can get rid of the hustle and bustle and take a couple days off, hang out there, probably watch Jackie Chan movies with Turiyama. That'd be awesome. But... Thank you, Animalix. Thank you for the info. And again, if anybody else wants to get involved with sending an email, just send it at weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com. But we're going to get into this chapter. As I said, it is chapter 11, and it is called End Into the Fire. And so when we ended up last time, we saw and we knew Oolong was very upset about going to Frying Pan Mountain. And he tried to get away. Let's not go. But in there, he almost got a way out because you did end up having Yamcha and Puar, and mainly Yamcha, destroy the double-decker bus. But in a crazy act of quote-unquote kindness, Yamcha came with a capsule and said, oh, you know what? I feel bad about that bus. Here's a capsule. Now, me and Clay left. It was not really apples to oranges here. You end up having a double-decker bus. And Yamcha ends up giving you a capsule that's a VW bug. That's not really equal there, right? Uh, but the whole play was Yamcha was not being nice. He had already told Puar their big plan is, and it's a smart plan, let the three go and grab the Dragon Balls themselves. Like, they do the hard work. The easy work is running in after they get all seven and grabbing them and run. And that's what they're doing. They're following the three, as the three aren't getting along again, they're, they're bitching and moaning at each other as they get closer and closer to Frying Pan Mountain. But you do end up having Yamcha and Puar, you know, kind of sneaking up the rear to see what's going on. Because even the sensor, all that does point directly to Frying Pan Mountain, the idea that the six Dragon Ball 
is there. The problem is it's in a castle. That's not the problem. The castle is on the mountain. Not really the problem either. It's that the castle's on the mountain, the mountain's on fire. That's a problem. Of an on-fire mountain. I'm not talking volcano. I'm talking a mountain that is on fire. As they get there, Oolong is sweating. I'd like to not be shameful, but he's sweating like a pig. Right? And he says, let's get out of here. Let's not do this. This is not going to work out well. Well, you end up having both Bulma and Goku don't really understand what's happening. And you even have Oolong say, didn't you guys go to school? So it's a nice way for Oolong to be able to tell a little bit of a background of what's going on with this mountain. It says once upon a time it was called Pleasant Mountain. It really was. It lived up to the name. But then 10 years ago, a fire spirit fell from the heavens and transformed it into a mountain of eternal flame. So they say, and they end up coming to it. And he goes, see, there it is. So you end up seeing it's definitely a mountain that's on fire. And the whole deal is what are we going to do? What's going to happen? And Oolong mentions Gyu Mao says, oh, the Ox King will take care of that, Gyu Mao. And you end up having Bulma say, who the heck's that? What? You don't know him? You know, the Ox King, they call him the Emperor of the Demons. He's nasty, that guy. And we don't want to go there. Anybody who approaches the mountain just gets killed. They come to a horrible end. This is the worst. We're going to get killed. Let's get out of here. And then the big play is that he ends up guarding the mountain outside of the fire. He can't get through the fire himself, but he's still guarding it because his castle on top of the mountain that's surrounded by fire is actually, it has all the riches. He, all the things that he grabbed, all these trinkets and treasures. And this, unfortunately for Oolong, gets Bulma excited. Well, that's where the Dragon Ball must be. So that's where we have to go. And Oolong's losing his mind. He's like, there's no way. We, we can't do that. We can't get through the Ox King. We can't get through the fire. He can't get through it. And he even says, I know that this Goku guy is pretty tough, but it's a monkey versus an ox. It's not going to work out here. And he wants to get the heck out of there. He wants to leave. He gets in the VW bug and actually starts backing up. And he looks so cute backing up the car in that, though, before he can escape, because he's going to leave them high and dry and hot as heck because they're there at the mountain. You end up having Boma start to squeal again. She's doing the sweet, sweet. All of a sudden, Oolong, oh, God, I shouldn't have eaten that chili. He gets out and jumps, and he's having diarrhea in the brush and says, just stop. Come on, stop doing that. I'll go with you. Fine, whatever, but it's not going to work out well. And that's kind of a cool little funny play here to continue. And I actually forgot all about that. So that's a pretty cool callback with that. In the meantime, you do end up having Yamchun Puar. They're coming up from the rear. They're watching. They're going to go and jump in and grab the Dragon Balls the minute that they get them. But in the meantime, they actually realize, too, the Ox King is pretty big news. I don't know if they're going to be able to do this. They're a little worried. We then get what is the weirdest scene we've had so far in this book, where all of a sudden a little girl comes running through being chased by a T-Rex, the little girl Kind of dressed like a Wonder Woman-esque deal, but with a almost like a Nova helmet. It's just this big helmet. It has a gem in the middle. She is running away from a T-Rex. This is out of nowhere. We don't get her name in this, but it is Chi-Chi, one of the characters that will be introduced later to a little more. But she comes running through yelling and then ends up and yelling to the T-Rex, get boy, get like. 
she just is annoyed by it. You have to stop. And then turns around, says, come no closer and throws like a batarang type deal that she grabs. It's the thin off of her helmet. She takes that off of her helmet and then throws it at the dinosaur and completely decapitates this thing. I mean, this is a huge T-Rex. She cuts the head off of it. And then while that head is flying off, that little batarang boomerang deal comes back. She catches it, puts it right back on her helmet, but then gets freaked out by the decapitated beheaded dinosaur. And so she ends up pressing the gem on her helmet, which then launches or at least shoots a laser beam and blows it up. This all just happens out of nowhere. Now, it's a cool way to be like, holy crap, who is this? Like the attacks and the space type of thing. This feels science fiction really is cool and really makes you like, oh, my God, that, that's a crazy deal. I can't wait to see more of that because when she ends up doing that, then she starts running and runs right into Yamcha. Yamcha, who's like, hey, what's up? And she freaks out and goes, oh, my God, somebody else, one menace after another, and then goes to press that that jewel on her helmet again. And you know what's going to happen. Luckily, Yamcha jumps up in a Jean-Claude Van Damme split and only gets singed in the groin pant area. But he ends up being able to get away from her. But he gets mad and pretty much puts her into concussion protocol, just whaps her a couple of times. She goes down. She sings stars. And Yamcha and Puar get in the car and they go off. Well, Puar says, I thought you couldn't deal with the ladies. What's going on? And he says, what? That little girl? What am I, a pervert? So at least we know that it's just the older ladies that he gets nervous around. But they go off to catch up with Bulma, Oolong, and Goku. But in the meantime, they're still trying to figure out how they could get past the Ox King, how they could get up. And the big play is, oh, my God, if, if we could only fly. Well, we know that Goku can. He has the Kintuon, the flying cloud. And they realize this and say, hey, call your flying cloud, go up there. And he does. And he goes up and it seems like he may actually be able to get into this castle. She even says, Bulma says, can you handle it alone? He's like, eh, maybe. I don't know. And he goes, but it'd be cool if he goes in. Nobody should be there. But maybe they got trapped there. I mean, this thing just happened. And they even mention along says it happened while... The Ox King was on a picnic with one of his kids. So he goes up, though, and as he gets closer to the castle, uh, the flames get bigger there, and he kind of gets singed, and he gets upset, and he flies away as Bulma's calling him a wuss. You're such a wuss. Well, when you see that, you see behind Bulma a shadowy figure coming in with a horned helmet, it looks like, and an axe, which the axe then gets thrown completely at Bulma, it hits the rock and goes in the rock right next to him. So maybe a warning shot, whatnot. But that's where we end up seeing Hugh Mao, the Ox King. Pretty cool. Pretty huge. He's very imposing. In the meanwhile, when you had uh, Yamcha talking to Poor earlier about, oh, they're going to the Ox King, whatnot. You did have Yamcha say, this might be interesting because Goku's grandfather actually trained with Hugh Mao. They actually trained under the same sensei, and that sensei we've already met, though we didn't realize it, and also it'll be brought up, because in this there, you have the Ox King, how dare you, I'm going to beat you up, I'm going to kill you, you shouldn't be here on my land, what were you doing? And they're trying to, you know, lie. Bulma, oh, what? Where are we? I didn't know we were doing this, I don't know what you're talking about. Then Goku comes flying in, 
on again the kintuan and says hey i couldn't break into that castle and steal stuff and it's like oh my why are you yelling that stuff out goku but it actually works out because as he's doing this he then stops and looks over and points to the ox cake hey who's this creep I'm like, oh my God, that is the all powerful and forgiving Lord Gao Mao. Oh no, we're going to die. Oolong's freaking out. He is completely freaking out. But the Ox King says, Where'd you get that cloud? Boy, tell me where you got that cloud. And there's Goku again. Goku, he'll just do what he's told or ask, whatever. He doesn't think of any lies or anything. He doesn't lie. He says, What? This one? Oh, I got it from Kame Sen and the old turtle guy. And that's where the Ox King freaks out, but in a good way and says, the turtle guy, that's my invincible old master. Where is he, boy? Where does he live? Where is he? Because it seems like he really wants to find him. Maybe he has been searching for him for a while, but this is big for him. He's all excited. And then you end up having the narrator say, the old freak on the turtle, the teacher of the big shot like this guy, we're asking you, what next? And then it says, next, coming attractions. So it's kind of funny, kind of funny there. And if you are reading this in trade, this is actually the last chapter of that volume one trade that they put out back in the day. So uh, pretty good, big story. And then it just ends. It's not like this seems like it's an ending of an arc or whatever. This just keeps going and going. So when you have this, it's pretty cool. And I actually am really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying the characters, especially. I love Oolong. Oolong is my favorite. I think maybe second, still maybe Yamcha, though. He cracks me up, but I can tell that Chi-Chi might be right up there. But Oolong is easily, easily my favorite character and just makes me laugh constantly. He's actually the character that acts the most normal, even though in this group, he kind of ends up seeming like the guy who's against everything or whatnot or shouldn't be there. He's like... In reality, he's the guy who's actually the more realistic guy. Like, why are we going to a mountain that's on fire with an ox king? Let's get the heck out of here. Like, he just wants to give up all the time. And I'm lazy, so I'm like him. But with all of that, I'm going to give this an 8.5. I really did enjoy it. Uh, And I'm looking forward to the next episode. This episode, I ended up doing a little bit later. I was waiting to see if Clay could record. But he couldn't. Hopefully, he'll be able to this next episode episode that he'll be back but if not i'll be there and i'll get this out a little more timely then but thanks everybody again remember and go to the show notes it'll be explained but we're going to end up having all of the individual reading clubs on their own podcast feed so there'll be their own separate podcast that you can then listen to all the episodes just that one it'll be a lot easier easy peasy type deal but go to the twitters at what is it weird manga also go to our patreon patreon.com slash words in science manga also please rate and review the podcast if you like what you hear and whatnot so with all of that i'm gonna get going thanks everybody thanks for the email animalics and i will talk to you later you are all weirdos weird science is the revolution weird science is the revolution Weird science is the revolution.